Y'all, welcome back. I am so excited. Eric and Ashley are here, and I am I'm honestly just happy to see their faces. I can't even I, 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 there's this is real emotion right now, guys. I'm just stoked to see them. It's been way too long. What we're gonna talk about tonight is um I, I don't even know how to describe it. I suppose it's just it, it's more or less Eric's story of the last I don't even know how many months. Um I mean essentially it will be it, five yeah. months next week. God. That is, you have wow. been on such a ride, bro. So yeah, y'all, uh, uh, buckle in. We got we got Eric story time tonight because, uh, yeah, he's he's been on quite the ride. I, 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 honestly, there's no reason for me to continue to even talk, bro. What happened to you? Let's just start it from the beginning, my man. Um, Eric, hit me. What, what's uh, what's going on in your world? Well, Joe, in the tradition of this podcast, uh, to show sort of the magnitude and gravity of what happens. I got a little quiz for y'all. Oh, oh baby. I'm so excited. See Flipping the script on us. I'm so okay. excited. Indeed. So um, between October 4th and February 2nd, there were 122 days. Okay. 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 How many of those days and nights, different numbers, do you think I spent in varying types of hospitals? Ooh. Not oh, at home gosh. in some type of medical facility. A hundred and how many days? 120? 122. 122. I'm going to go 72. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like slightly over half. Uh, that, that's a great guess. I'm going to go 80 just for, because. It wasn't that bad, luckily. Um, it was 29 and 27, but that's still hey. a quarter. Jesus, that's a month. Of the totally. days. That's so more than month. February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is that's a, full a month worth of hospital stays. Month yeah. of time in a place where nurses had to care for me doctors had to check on me hospital food was forced upon me mm. yeah. so the picture yeah, of the fish and back and forth over different states which is i feel like even more crazy uh, it screws with your head yes. it screws yeah. with your head yeah. for sure right and you're right, right. like going soul, in and out. yeah yeah. Yes. Um, and it's important to remember here that I am not a senior citizen. <laughs> I don't have some horrible disease. I'm just like a 35 year old fat guy who slipped and fell. <laughs> and this is what happened to wow. me. Wow. Um, so, in the continuing of this quiz, how many nights do you think I've spent in my own bed? Oof. Oh, 12. Uh, let's go 20. Zero. Fuck. Oh, me. No. You haven't even that, been home at all. That would be zero. zero. So how many times do you think I've driven my car? Yeah, same. That, zero. That would same. be zero. But guess yeah. how many times I've ridden in different types of ambulances <laughs> in a gurney? Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Five? Eight. Six. Hey. Nice. Wow. So, you know, it, this is a little gross, but guess how many people have, like, had to help me use the restroom in a varying oh, type of way? Oh, man. Mm. I mean, a, a dozen. How many different people? Yeah, a, a, yes. a dozen. Different people. A dozen. Well, it, I mean, it's not fair to ask. Family does this include? Yeah. Does this include family? family? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I mean, I just let's go twelve. Three or four family members. Yeah. And I was gonna say, you know, let's. I'll say thirteen just for the hell of it. I'm pretty sure it's twenty-two. God. Wow. <laughs> Eighteen so, strangers. Have you been journaling about this? Have you kept logs? You know, t- Ash, I really, really should have. Moving In my forward. mind, I'm like, I'm just gonna have to write a goddamn book. Is what I'm gonna have to do. Uh-huh. I'd read yeah, it. or something like it. that. But maybe this will just function as that, and I don't have to make my fingers do all that audiobook. But, but yeah, so I've had all of that happen to me. And would you like to hear the craziest part of it? Yes, of so course. much so. This could be a really good thing for me long term. 
this might actually that. be an, a way to make this one of the better things that has happened to me. So my question for y'all is like, what do y'all think of that idea in general? Right? Like how we frame awful things and we turn them into positive things. Is that just I don't something do that, we so. have to do as humans? Or you don't do no. that at all, Joe, is what you're saying. I don't fucking do that. When I hate shit, I hate shit. And when I hate it, I hate it more. It's a cycle of death, and it, I, I'm so bad at it. You are – genuinely, and I have this written down. You are easily one of the top five most positive people I know. I'm not kidding. I have a list. I mean, you don't know half these people. Natalie's on it, but the rest of them you don't know. But literally, you are number two on my list of most positive people that I just know. Like, it's Coming insane. for number one. It, well, no number one's my wife, and she has to put up with my well, ass and spin my stupid shit into positivity. Is, so at least for me, the— I should be on that list. I, I should come to no surprise. Anyone who listens to the show that I, of course, agree with Eric, I, I, I'm, I don't know if it's something intrinsic that— we were born with or we were conditioned over some kind of period of time or the way we were raised. But I always look for that silver lining and always feel like any trial or tribulation in my life was purposeful for something else to happen because of that. Y'all are genuinely, you guys, you are both that way and it's, it's awesome. So how are you doing this? What's the focus? What do you, what do you, you know, how do you keep yourself up for this? I mean, I honestly think that it's because there, I don't know another way forward, you know? Oh, like, I can't imagine just hating this and just being like, oh, well, this is a horrible thing, but I just have to get through it. I don't think if I couldn't find it as a positive thing overall that, like, I could survive, honestly. Damn. The human That's spirit heavy, is so resilient. I mean, True. we've said this on text messages to you, Eric, like... yeah. Same as Joe, I I cannot think of anybody better suited Mm -mm. to deal with a very frustrating, crippling, physically and mentally situation. Jeez, uh, better than you uh, because of you know just because of what I know about you. But it is it it always it never ceases to amaze me when people you hear terrible stories on the news, terrible things that happen to friends. Stuff that you think you could just never get through, and people do every day, and it's it's just astounding to me yeah. in the most unbelievable way. Yeah, I think we all need inspiration in some way, shape, or form, and however we get that, I think is good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what, what you know, whatever gets you through the night and such. But so, so what are you focusing on? Um, I guess sort of. What I'm mainly focusing on is that, like, I can use this as a catalyst to make changes that I needed to make anyway, or that it sort of reframes some things. This is sort of something I was going to get to at the end. But, like, if I got through this, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know that I'm going to run into a lot or I'm going to be like, oh, man, I just I don't know that there's a way through this or I don't know that I can survive. Like, it's something that it's like, well. Whatever I'm dealing with, if I dealt with that, then this will probably be okay, too. I can get through it. It might suck, but there is an end eventually. Hmm. Okay, so before we get too far, let's tell the listeners. Like, let's, I want to hear the timeline. So mm-hmm. October yes. 4th. So, well, here's the, the deal. So yeah. September 28th, it rained a whole lot. On September yeah. 29th, okay. I was walking to get my mail in the middle of the workday. And I slipped on some mud. And when I slipped on some mud, 
I felt something pop in my leg, and then I fell face forward, Ooh. and then I could not move at all. Um, <laughs> Just from the pain? The, yes. The amount of pain I felt was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. And Joe, you were there when I snapped my ankle. Yeah, I was. Like, Ugh. this was so much worse. Oh, my God. Oh. So much worse. So, I honestly, um, when I fell, I thought I broke my leg immediately and that a bone was sticking out of my leg because I couldn't imagine anything else. I was like, there's no way anybody feels this pain without that. So, I'm lying face down in mud on the ground on a street <laughs> next to my mailbox. And... uh I'm screaming for help because I don't have my phone with me because I left my phone in my car. Oh, man. Oh, silver lining. If I had done this in my apartment, I don't know what would have happened. Oh, shit. Yeah. If you weren't in public, that's a huge issue. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Living alone, that kind of stuff scares the hell out of me. Exactly. Exactly. Who's coming? Like nobody's coming over unless I've invited them. If I don't have my phone near me. It could be days. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. Like, I'm not getting I'm sweating. I, I for those at home, I literally just took off my jacket. Like this is so high surprise. Okay, so I am lying face down in the mud, just screaming for help. And in my mind, I'm like, one, don't pass out. Oh shit! Yeah. And oh. yeah. Then two is like, oh, don't bleed out because if there's a bone sticking out of your leg, you're gonna be. That's gonna be bad. Because again, I can't imagine there's any more pain. I was lying there for anywhere from four to eight minutes like i honestly don't know how long it is but it was not a short amount of time it wasn't 20 seconds or anything like that i had to wait for a car to drive up and a car drives up rolls down its windows and goes are you okay and i go call 911 (laughs) i literally like give a stranger my car keys to go get my phone out of my car luckily like my brain was working well enough to be like Hey, make sure you tell them, like, you're going to need multiple people to get me into the ambulance because I'm a big guy. All these kind of types of things. So um, eventually the ambulance comes and they're like, okay, hey, can you turn from your you know stomach to your back so you can get out of this mud? And I go, no, no, I cannot. And they go, oh, okay, that's not good. Um, so they turn me over and it takes, you know, five of them to lift me into the ambulance or whatever. And... Again, this is as much pain as I've ever felt in my life. And so they give me fentanyl, which is, was an interesting experience, Holy by the way. Holy hell. Wow. I've had that once, and wow. Yeah, I... Doctor prescribed, for the record. Doctor prescribed. Yeah, it was interesting because they told me, and I was like, okay, cool. And I just stopped feeling anything, I would say. Like, no... Oh, nothing. Like, physically pain, and mentally? No... Like- Mentally, no joy, no happiness, no fear, no anguish, no, no anguish, nothing. I was just like zoned out for five minutes or whatever, and that's all it was. But it was enough to get me to the hospital. So while I was in the ambulance, I called my parents. Was like, "Hey, so this happened. You wanna, you wanna, you guys wanna come meet me in the hospital? How much did um, Mo freak out? They were." frustrated and obviously scared for me, but they kept their cool for me essentially. Right. So I get to the hospital. Fun fact. If you come in an ambulance, you can get into the ER like right away. It's no problem. <laughs> Not a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that right? No, no, no. There's no like, okay, well just sit over there and we'll get to you when we get to you. Nope. 
you pay for the ride, you oh get first boy. class service. So oh um, I get in there and they're like, all right, so let's do an x-ray. And I still can't move by myself, right? So they're like, okay, you need to, you know, we need to put you here to get your leg x-rayed. And I'm like, nope, you need to move my leg because I cannot do it. So I was in like a hospital room with like four other people to start this before the x-ray. I come back from the x-ray. They're like, oh, we moved your hospital room. My hospital room, room 147, is a bed in the hallway. So. <laughs> what? Oh, gosh. That is. It, is it's, it's overrun because of COVID oh, stuff? COVID yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yep. So I am. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm in a bed in a hallway. <gasps> this is like. Four, five hours after I fell, something like that. And they're like, all right, man, nothing's broken. We can't do an MRI because your knee's too swollen. So we're sending you home. Oh, my Holy God. crap. And I literally was like, I can't go home. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. going to work. And so they're like, all right, well, let's just try to, you know, stand with these crutches and see how you do. I stood on the crutches for maybe 10 seconds and got back on because. I had any time my foot was facing the ground, I was in intense pain. So the best way I can describe this as imagine you're a person standing in a clock, right? Your head is at 12 and your feet are at six Yeah. and you're facing three o'clock and your rear is facing nine o'clock. Okay. Got it. My feet could not go anywhere from three to six without screaming in pain. So you wow. have to be bent at 90 degree angles. Otherwise you're in terrible pain. Yes. Like both both feet? Just the left leg. But just just the left leg. But I I literally like I can't think if it happens. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. So something is very It might not be broken, but yeah, there's another word for it. Exactly. That was kind of my point as well. And they're like, Well, I mean, okay, well we'll move you to this room that's another actual, you know, like room with a curtain, but it's better than the hallway. And we'll see if we can get you in a rehab hospital because we don't have room in this hospital to admit you because of COVID. Because of unvaccinated people. That's and is issue. the fentanyl still helping you at this point? No, the fentanyl is like way gone. Yeah, that's um, they're, worn off. Okay, that's so you're yeah. back in full-blown pain. They're then. giving me like painkillers. And at the moment, at this time, they're just like, yeah, I think all the pain you're experiencing is just like from your knee. You've probably torn something and that's what – all this pain is, and I'm trying to be like, I don't have the vocabulary to describe what's happening. <laughs> One, because I just don't have it, and two, because I'm in extreme yeah, not pain. right now if you But I'm like, did. no, but I've hurt my knee before, and it wasn't like this, is really all I could tell them. This is new. And they're like, well, I don't know. And it's sad, because it's probably like dealing with these doctors who are just completely overworked because of the COVID situation, mm-hmm. that they're less apt to deal with these kinds of situations because they're probably just well, yeah. so out of it anyway. Like we all are. If you have a terrible week Monday through Thursday, you're not going to perform Friday. If you have a terrible two and a half years, you're not going to perform. Like that's just, that's life. Yeah. It was one of those things where like, I don't, I didn't have a problem with the fact that they didn't have room for me. I didn't necessarily have a problem that they thought it was just my knee. My issue with it was, it didn't seem like they were really that interested in what was actually happening to me. Hmm. Right? Like, the idea was, you're fine. We can't help you get out of here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Instead of, we can't help you. We'd like to know what's going on. 
unfortunately, yada yada. Like there's yeah. a different, there's a weird difference there. Like we need Huge to find difference. a way to diagnose what's yeah. causing this pain rather it's than l- go home and we'll see what happens yeah. whenever. Like, yeah. What? So like that was sort of my issue with it. But so I'm in this hospital room and that's sort of like, I think I ended up texting the pod text and Joe, you called me that day to check on me and people were really great about checking in and seeing all that. And I have no idea what I told them. Couldn't tell you for the life of me. But <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> Not um, one bit. You're on like a myriad of painkillers. Yeah. So I am there. So I fell at about 11 and I'm in the hospital till about 1030 to where they come in and they say, hey, look, um, your insurance denied the rehab hospital. We have nowhere for you to go. What? Oh, my God. So we're going to stick you in an ambulance and take you somewhere. Where do you want to go? You can't, you can't stay is basically where you don't got to go yeah. home, but you can't yeah, stay yeah. here. That's what, that's yeah, what a exactly. doctor told you. Yeah. 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 That was the hospital and it's decision. insurance issue. Yeah. It's yes. a cash issue. Yeah. It's gross. So, I, just, that is yeah. gross. I mean, this, I know, I, I feel like we should stay on the trajectory of the story, but I know we've already talked via text about getting into just the absolute nightmare that is American health insurance. Oh, this is not, this was the first time and nowhere near the last time that in an insurance situation made me cry. Dude. Like it was brutal. I was so how, angry. Because they look at you like an algorithm. You're not a human. You're just a, you're a, a, a liability that we can't have on our books. That's Yeah. You're a code that needs like to be filled and yeah. that's really like it. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so the solution to this was they stuck me in an ambulance and four guys lifted me onto my parents' couch and dropped me there. And we're just like, hey, good luck. Yeah, because, again, you can't be – if you can't walk in your own apartment, you can't even get up to get food, water, anything. Awful. This is, yeah. this is a nightmare, yeah. bro. This is an absolute <laughs> so, nightmare. It, was, it wasn't good. It was very, very bad. Um, so, yeah, I guess my question for you all is, like, have you had hospital visits ever? And what was your experience like? Because obviously this was a bad one. Joe, I imagine you have to have had gone to the hospital as many times as you've done, I don't know, lived essentially your life. <laughs> um, I've had staples in my head. Uh, Clay Garrison, who's been on the show a couple times, his sister stapled my head shut one time when I busted it open. Shout um, out to Ashley. Yeah, shout out. Um the other pod, Ashley, she's never been on the show. I don't want to talk about it. Mm. Anyways, um, and this one's uh, th- th- whatever. We were in New Orleans on a mission trip with Dylan, also a friend of the show, and then some other people. And we're playing basketball. And this is a 100% true story. On Thursday, we're playing basketball, and I get crossed by this kid, and it drops me to the ground. Like, literally, I get shook to the ground. Thousands, if not billions of people run into the streets. Oh, no big deal. I obviously didn't even hurt myself. That's no big deal, whatever. Well, the next day, I'm playing basketball at a totally different location with different people. Again, Dylan can verify this is all 100% true. I uh, go up for a rebound and just land on a dude's foot. And I, t- I, I don't think I broke it. I think I tore a meniscus. Not a meniscus. Anyways, had to go to the actual hospital for that. Well, they put me in a boot for the rest of the trip. Well, now I'm walking back by the next day in a boot to the first court where I got crossed. And these guys seriously <laughs> think, seriously think that this white kid that came to ha- got broken ankle literally in a boot. So that's, that was my, my most humiliating uh, hospital story, I'm sure. But never once was I treated like this. Never once was I treated like a, like a nuisance, it seems, the way they, they treated you. You know what I mean? 
I I have one hospital stay that I'm not super proud of, and it didn't go particularly well for me either. I was 23. I was not an experienced drinker. I didn't really drink all that much in college. Uh, definitely had more fun post-college. Went out with a girlfriend who was a little older than me. Drank way too much. Wearing, you know, 2008-style five-and-a-half-inch heels and simply did nothing else other than, just like Eric, stumbled, just yeah. caught my feet underneath myself, fell down to the ground, kind of broke the fall with my nose, <gasps> amazingly Ooh. didn't, or my face, yeah, you know I mean? Whatever. Like, I, I braced myself, but, like, my face hit the concrete. Amazingly did not break anything, but I was convinced that I did, because I'm not kidding, and this is gross, but, I mean, my nose was... Mm. spurting blood Ugh. like it was a faucet oh, yeah. oh, and it yeah. wouldn't stop and i was just terrified that i you know watch Grey's anatomy and they have <laughs> weird episodes where the bone goes yeah, up into yeah. your brain and it's and yeah. you're, you know you're dead you know so i, I told my friend I, she was like you're fine like you just you know you, you you hit your nose like we'll put ice on it whatever i was like no call 911 same thing got an ambulance called 911 went in they did a MRI. I didn't have anything broken. Like, thank God. But I felt much better just knowing, okay, it wasn't. But what they did do is they put me in a room and they were like, um, who do we call for your emergency contact? And my friend stayed with me. And it was, you know, 2.30 in the morning, and I did not, my parents were my emergency contact. And I did not want to upset or, like, worry them if, like, all I needed to do was go home with an ice pack, yeah. right? I'm, if they hear that I was out drinking and I'm in the hospital, I mean, they're going to flip. And so I just told them that I, you know, I didn't need them to call anyone, and I was fine, and I could get home with my friend and whatever. And uh, they pulled uh, a, like, clinical psychologist or something into the room and started to ask if I had family problems at home or if someone had actually hit me and I didn't just fall like are you sure you fell kind of thing and I was like oh my god and I literally I walked out like they were it but that's it was almost harassing it was really I just said look, I'm over 21. I don't want to call my emergency contact. I should be allowed to not have to do that. I, you, you told me that I could be discharged. I don't want to have this conversation anymore. It was very, uh, it was very strange. And then, yeah, I mean, the, I think the, uh, the ambulance bill was like $3,000 or something insane Stupid. back in 2008 or nine yeah. even. So That's why people take Ubers now. It's uh, just absurd. an it's crazy, stupid experience crazy but still neither one of us were treated you weren't treated great ash but neither one of us were treated like you were e that is that is no no yeah i I wouldn't i wouldn't say that but yeah yeah try to avoid them if you can i would say that that would be my suggestion as well (laughs) if if you can not go to the emergency room don't do it i uh, obviously had to go so um anyway i fell on a wednesday i will tell you so i wake up in my parents house right on thursday and I'm pretty sure I slept most of the day, like Thursday and Friday blend together because I'm just in so much pain. Yeah. And I can't think and my mind doesn't work. I know I spent part of the time trying to figure out like, okay, I need to see a doctor. How do I do that? Yeah. How do you even get there? Right. So that was a hassle in and of itself. More insurance tears were shed um, <sighs> during those days for sure. Um like I said, I barely moved. Oh, ladies shit, and look gentlemen, who showed up. Yeah. Vance is here. We're all super excited. But E, so uh, 
you're still on day one blending into two at this point. This is Yeah, insane. exactly. Like I fell at 11 a.m. Wednesday, and so I wake up Thursday and Friday. I'm pretty sure at some point during this, I asked Vance for insurance help and was like, dude, how do you deal with these people? Because I don't <laughs> understand them at all. And he kind of helped, as Vance sort of does, right? He's <laughs> like, I mean, you should probably try and do this. And it kind of worked. So, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But that, uh, that, that is another thing. that it, The onus is on you to yeah. then figure out, again, in an excruciating pain situation, what doctor to see, who's covering it, yeah. dealing with admins and phone receptionists. It's just like... Navigating a be... maze of bullshit. What do they do in France? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I have a friend who uh, is... 48 years old he's had heart issues and lymphoma and leukemia and he posts regularly because french people love to complain about their government (laughs) but he said i i can't complain about the fact that he's never paid one cent for any of that treatment that's kept him alive all the hospital stays all the pacemakers all the chemotherapy like and and yeah. they would they are going to direct you like you'd go to the hospital and then they will assign you a oh, you know a specialist for whatever be. you need to do and see and go. So uh, you had to call these people yourself. Yeah, I'm essentially like trying to figure out how do I get to the doctor on Monday because um, like the orthopedist I knew I needed to see an orthopedist. The earliest I could see them was on Monday, so I was trying to just figure out how to get there um the only other thing i could tell you is that i didn't eat a lot because i couldn't get up so like you can't go to the restroom so i was just like okay cool i won't eat um cool i won't eat that's a st- that's oh yeah that's your natural reaction to to a should be in the hospital being taken care of instead you're just like well i guess i just won't eat that's yeah. that's cool that's, yeah, great. that's sort of what i had to do so on saturday though uh Nick came down with my nieces, who are my favorite people to see, and always, like, you know, uplifting. So that was yeah. good, except for then, by Saturday, I did have to go to the restroom. And that was <laughs> oh, no. honestly one of the most horrific experiences <sighs> of my life. Uh, um, yeah. My mother had to help me. Shout out yeah. to Mo for being say, the best person ever. I'm on record saying your parents um, are amazing, but that so, is above and beyond. But honestly, like, during that period, like... While that was happening, if somebody had, like, done a say-by-the-bell timeout and been like, hey, so do you want to keep going or do you want to just, like, end? I'm, it's, like, 50-50. Damn. Like, it was yeah. horrible. I oh, hate it so much. Oh, I don't so judge much. that at all. Yeah, bro. it was really bad. So, um, yeah, I'm in extreme God. pain. I have no idea what's wrong with me. I just know something is very, very wrong with me. Um, you know, my brain doesn't really work. I know this isn't really fair to me or specifically my parents. Like, that oh, was yeah. a big problem for me is that I was like, this really should be reversed if it was ever going to be anything. And that was really hard for yeah. me. So um, I was sort of feeling like I let myself down and all these other people down. And that was, like, really difficult. But shout out to my friend Amanda who was like, hey – that is bullshit. <laughs> so um, it is she, bullshit. For the she record, literally told way. me this was really helpful for me. She was like, you know, I understand as a friend, as a person, why you would feel that way. But as a parent, no, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they will do anything to help their kids. So 
I was curious to ask you, and I'm glad Vance is here for this because I agree and that made me feel better. But in some ways, is that actually true? Like every time you have to get up to help Otto Vance, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I'm able to help my child right now. Or Joe, like, no, no. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, I made the choice to do this. So like, it's, it's like, it's not, there is no choice. You just do it. You have to. It's not love, like I um, love that it's not like a. It, it's not like a. There is no choice. It's like, yeah. all right, fuck. I gotta do this. Shit. That that mm-hmm. f- that feeling um, is. I, I can only give it. I can give it context because I've got two kids, and no, I'm not stoked when they. You know, like I gotta go wipe their ass. Like I'm not stoked about that ever. No. But I don't it mind is like like, like Vance said. Like you don't even. It's not even a question. It's like oh shit. Of course I got you. What the 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 difference is is I now have two puppies. Ash, I got two puppies. I'll text you the pictures. Yeah, I know. I've oh, no, I did text you. That's right. I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm in such a blur lately because we're not sleeping because they wake up at 3 a.m. I am oh not God. stoked. Oh, wow. I, I, oh, oh. Every, every goddamn day. It's like we have newborns again. But anyways, uh, literally a couple hours ago, one of the dogs shit in the house, and I didn't realize it, and I, I picked them up, picked both dogs up, and carried them downstairs. And as I'm walking downstairs, I was like, why does it still smell like shit? Like, it, that was upstairs. Well, the so, dogs had stepped in it. And now uh, I'm holding them, and as they're as we're walking down the stairs, he's just wiping his feet on my shirt. Had to throw that shirt away. So like, not stoked about these goddamn dogs. But even in 40 years, I'm certain that I, I wouldn't even hesitate if my kids needed something. Like, there's no. It, to be fair, your friend Amanda was dead on because it's it, it, you the don't only thing I it. can say, Eric, and again, it's because of you know, I really do. You are such an amazing person. You're such a amazing son to your parents and brother and uncle. And this was purely an accident. If you had burdened them by a life choice that was like, you know, just like purposefully destructive. Yeah. I feel like that would be a much harder. Like your heroin addiction. Yeah. Like, but that's, right. Exactly. Yeah. But you, like, if that had been a result, yeah. if this had been a result of that, it would have been no yeah. problem. But you it, keep right. that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Then, like, You're a functioning you know, heroin. But then you would your mom be... picks up the heroin for you, but like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But that's because exactly I can't drive. We went over this. You weren't here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, but that was the point is that if it, if it were something that were, that was purposefully destructive to both yourself and to them, you know, but yeah. a, a freak circumstance, just yeah. like, just like everybody I mean, trips, man. If anything were to happen to your parents or your brother or your nieces or your friends, you know, you would be there for them in a heartbeat of a second and not ever worry about, uh, you know, feeling like yeah. that was a burden to you. But that was sort of my question is like, this is part of my question is like, do y'all experience this or is this something that is unique to certain people like me? I remember oh, I every, every fucking day. I, I am. I feel guilty about all the shit that people have to help me out with. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like multiply that by like, oh, a whole lot. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. When I, uh, I, uh, Pulled or tore whatever my hamstring many years ago, pre kids. Sarah uh, offered to help me go to the bathroom, which and this is not the same thing, Eric. But I had I, I refused, and I had to rig up a system that I'm not going to get into. <laughs> but two or three days went by where I had to. It involved shopping bags, and we're going to stop. But you get the idea. I fucking refused, and I just know me, and I know you. I'm certain you would have done everything you could, but in that situation, 
I mean, you are truly helpless. The I worst can't, part about it. I can't imagine. Why are truly... people like that? Why? Why? Because I mean, why? It seems like most people that is their answer. They try to avoid guys. Is it guys? Guys? Is it? I don't know. My I wife know. will not let me know. help. Dude, I mean, no way, Lauren sister. would yeah, let you help right. her. No yeah, fucking right. way, Lauren. Sarah no. wouldn't either. No one needs that. Humans. Sister, no one needs we are too independent. Sister takes so much on her plate and does it all without. You know, she. It's like last resort, ask other people mm-hmm. for help kind of thing. Until I'm and on I, fire. Yeah. And why do we do that? Yeah. Why do we yeah, wait until no. the, but I, that's, that's human nature, I guess. But why? I but, guess. Yeah. It really shouldn't be though, because no. if you think about it, yeah. every time you get to help somebody, it's so much better than like doing anything else, right? Oh, I love helping people. Everybody yeah. does. You feel good when you've helped someone. So I don't know why yeah. you would, I don't and know everybody why. Everybody always then... offers. Yes. You always offer to help. How can I help you? But and people in- are like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'll be, it'll be okay. We internalize so much shit we don't need to. It's very odd. I don't understand it. And yeah, why mm-hmm. do we do that? I don't know. That's a really good, e, that's a great question. And to have stumbled on that is interesting because I don't know why we all reject help on just a blanket basis. We just don't want to do it. Weird. Well, I actually have a theory about this that I'm going to get into later because it ties into essentially like, I think sort of what makes us human and sort of like our idea of a self. Um, but yeah, so I'll get to that. But so, uh, Monday morning is five days after I fell. Right. And they've sent me home from the hospital and I'm just like desperate to find out what is wrong with me. Right. Because I know it's something not good, but I just have no idea what it is. So, um, I'm sorry. What did the, what did the ER tell you? The ER told me nothing's broken. We don't have room for you. Deuces. Fuck they off. They didn't give you a, uh, an MRI. My leg was too swollen. They couldn't. Oh, they couldn't. Okay. So, so it was so swollen, and yet there was no... They did a they did a, a CT scan, and there was no broken bones. Yeah. So, okay. So goodbye. And they, they, they referred... They were like, go to this orthopedist, I'm assuming, right? Uh, no, they are just like, call an orthopedist. <laughs> they didn't give you one in your discharge documents? <sighs> uh, at that hospital, no. God bless America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. That's, yep. that's but so, par for you know, the course. Because I'm me, I have had experiences with orthopedists before, so I knew like where to go, that kind of thing. I yeah. had a preferred doctor I went to, um, but I had to find a way to get there. And the only way we could find to get there in the short amount of time was a medical transport service. God. Yep. Now I thought that was I thought that was going to happen. How much there are. That cost? All sorts oh, of just listen for the quality, the quality of the service. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to describe what happened. I'm going to describe what it was, and then y'all can get to guess how, <laughs> how much wait. it cost. You. I can't wait. Um, so what we found was a medical transport service. What this ended up being was two very nice ladies in a stretch Dodge Caravan with a gurney. Uh, two nice ladies aren't picking you up. That's not happening. I just well, had a dude. I mean, I was able to like push with my right leg. And my arms and crawl up into this gurney. Wow. Um, and that is how I got into a gurney to get to the orthopedist. Um, so the person who sees me at the orthopedist is a physician's assistant. And he's like, well, look, man, you clearly did something big. Um, we're not actually sure if you'll fit in on our MRI machine, though. So maybe the hospital will have one you fit. I don't know. Um, oh. And I'm like, okay. Great. Like, I obviously probably going to need surgery or something. He's like, yeah, I don't know if we would do surgery on you. Um, what? It seems like you might just tear it again at your size. So 
I don't totally know. And uh, okay, <laughs> I was like, God. oh, okay, is this is this happening? Am I? What is happening? I am. It was so that didn't make me feel very good, as you can guess. <laughs> However, the one thing he did... Are they even allowed to say stuff like that? I mean, he put it like he, you know, it was very, like, diplomatic, but it was Mm -hmm. like... But that was the message. But that was the message. He was, you know, if if I had to quote him, it'd be closer to something like, well, yeah, you probably do need some sort of surgery. I'm not entirely sure... Um, how that would work considering your size. It's, I don't mm. know that everybody would be able to do it. I'm not sure we would be able to do it. He said something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but he did tell me, I was like, well, look, man, like I can't even like lift my foot up. And he was like, oh, well, you clearly did something to your perineal nerve. That's why you have foot drop. And uh, that was the day I learned that we have a perineal nerve and that uh, <laughs> drop foot's a I, thing. I, I know. If, I know. It, yeah, I know what that I've is. never heard that before in my life. I, I hadn't either, Joe, until he told me that I had it. So, <laughs> but wait, so, Vance, I have a question. Would Eric have like any kind of like discriminatory case over treatment like this? Oh, I um, asked him. Yeah. So, <laughs> Eric has a lot of cases, and most of you, if you go into a hospital, probably have a case. The question is whether or not you can actually win the case, and the and the, the answer is usually no. You have to. It has to be like really egregious, like horribly egregious, like for all this stuff, right? And like my clients have to use medical transport because, and the the problems with with my clients are that they get into these catastrophic accidents, and yeah, they're being helped by like yeah, I knew your mom probably had to help you, right? Okay. Like most people under the age of like like forty, their parents are going to help them use the bathroom at some point, right? And stuff like that, right? But the problem is, is that these people also are, they have the money. They're all like, most of my clients are probably low income. And so they like rely on us to do everything for them. And I remember e, the medical transport thing is funny because I used to have a dude that would just do it. And he was, his name, I'll never forget. It was Angel Transportation. And he, um, ended up transporting my client to a um, medical facility. The client stole a laptop from the medical facility and then like transported them back. And he was like, dude, where'd you get the, where'd you get the computer? And he was like, they gave it to me. And I was like, yeah, Angel told me that. And I was like, oh, you have to return the computer. Um, so I didn't betray any Jesus. client confidences there because we didn't tell anyone about it. So it's okay. Wow. But, um, but yeah, he, um, I want to know my one question okay. was, um, what was the most relieving part of the whole experience? Was there any? Yes. And I'm and actually, was there any? There, there was, and we're about to get to it. So do you want me to oh, okay. yeah, 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 keep going then? Yeah, okay, yeah. Keep cool. Going. So, um, because it's the antithesis of this moment right here where I've literally just had somebody be like, yeah, man, I don't know what we can do for you, dude. Sorry. Sorry, um, That was not easy to hear or deal with. Um, it's at this point I, like, seriously have the fleeting thought of, like, well, I wonder if I'm walking again. Like, is that in the cards? Like, because it seems like I might have to accept the possibility that it's oh not. Oh, my God. You're faced with everything. Yeah, a lifelong immobility issue. 
yeah. So I'm on the verge of like a just, full breakdown. Just um, fucking sweating. Yeah. God damn it. Luckily, this is a nightmare. There was I, like a very wonderful office manager at this orthopedist office was like, "Look, at least let's try and get you to the hospital so they could see if you have a blood clot because they didn't check me for that the first hospital I was at." Why would they Thanks. do that? Who knows? No. Um, I was like, okay, great. And then she comes back like 20 minutes later, and she's like, all right, I think I've got them be able to check you for a blood clot and then admit you to the hospital, and they could take care of you for a little bit, and then maybe you go to rehab hospital and just have something, you know. It's a, it's a start. Figure something out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, that was a huge deal. So – in like half an hour, I went from like, ah, I'm not sure, you know, what we can do for you to like, well, here's a plan and we're going to try and figure out what's wrong. And like, so Vance, the answer to your question is like all I wanted. The most relieving part was when doctors started to like be concerned and started to work to help me. <laughs> yeah. Started <laughs> like that was the most relieving part of this. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, it's hilarious. It's so simple. It's so simple because it's oh, the job, boy. right? Is it that the job? But I'm so that was the most though, relieving. I'm so part. I'm dead inside with this. It's like, of course, I like it's hard for me now because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. But I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm like so jaded now. This is standard in your world, Vince. Doctors oh. just don't give a rip. Par for the course, man. Are you kidding me? So eventually I I take this uh, medical transport to the hospital and, you know, I'm in the ER getting checked out. And so we like to guess how much it costs to have a Dodge Caravan drive you around while you're in a gurney in the back. Here's uh, we use in my wire industry. 1K. Wait, no, this is a quiz, Joe. I know. I know. I'm I'm forming out my logic. We use these these caravans, little sprinter vans all the fucking time. And it usually comes out to about about two dollars a pound. So I'm gonna say, I mean, you have no idea, but I, I you know, throw down eight hundred bucks, something like I'm that. Go th- I'm gonna go a thousand. Yeah, something like that. Well, let's go twelve hundred. It was thirteen hundred dollars in change <laughs> for a thirty minute ride. For a less well, than, no, less this was this was like them taking me to the orthopedist at eight a.m. Then taking me to the hospital. Oh, you got two trips. Okay. So okay. yeah, I got I got two trips. They uh, weren't very good at directions, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh eventually yeah, I get to the hospital and they're checking me out and I'm very thankful to be in a hospital and have like doctors look at me and be like, Okay, let's see, you know, how you're doing. I had a nurse ask me if I was ambulatory and I was like, Well no, not since I fell and she was like, No, <laughs> since before the accident and I was like, Excuse me, yes, I was Oh wow. <laughs> um so <laughs> what the fuck do you think I do all day? That was an interesting question. And, uh, yeah, so I've gotten, like, the full gamut of emotions. So we get to there, and they're like, all right, we're going to do an MRI for you. And I was like, well, they weren't able to do that at the other place. And I'm like, no, we got you. It'll be fine. And I got an MRI. It took two hours, and I had to, like, sit still with my arms above my head so I fit in the machine. But, you know, I got one, and, like, that was a very relieving experience to know that, like, you know, that's going to happen. But – are you so, claustrophobic at all? No, I'm not. Thank well, God. Thank God. Thankfully. I, I am. Yeah. That would be a night. Two hours in the MRI would be not mm. good. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. It's unsettling. <laughs> so, but I started, so I started this at like, you know, my point was at 830 in the morning. So I woke up and left like at 630. The MRI, it's probably like six o'clock now, something like that. I haven't eaten or drinking anything all day. And like, all I want to do, I'm so thankful I've gotten this MRI. 
I just want to like get back to this hospital room, get a little food and go to sleep. But what happens while I'm in the MRI? There's a bomb threats in the <gasps> hospital in the what? section I am in. Stop it. that. I totally Go forgot. Oh that my is God. a real thing. No, this is not real. This is this is a bad movie, sir. This no, is you gotta oh write my book, God. This is a terrible dream. Oh my God. So I am stuck in like this MRI room with this poor MRI tech who's like freaking out herself, but trying yeah. to like also be cool with me, and I'm just like I'm sorry, do you have any water? <laughs> and she's like, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, I can't do you, leave. I'm sorry. Do you want to call your mom? And I was like, I can try. I mean, that didn't work, but I was just like, okay. <laughs> so I was, I had to hang out there for like two hours, something like that. Um, until I could finally get back to the room and I got some food and I went to sleep. And... At like nine o'clock. Yeah, it was like 9.30, something like oh that. So I was exhausted. And so I, I have a – we talked about this a little bit. But so, you know, there's this doctor who's like, I don't know if we can help you. And then there's these doctors who are like, eh, it's this happening, this happening. So it got me thinking long term about the idea of like being truthful with people and when do we owe people the absolute truth and like – do we always owe them the full truth or their circumst- is that circumstantial? Like, do we like have versus, versus sugarcoating it a little? And, and, yeah. And, or versus and, and like, the medical and, context, you, they should be as like direct factual as possible. Yeah. Straightforward. Yeah. yeah. With I my... think, I, that's what I always value from a doctor is I just want to hear it all. Just give me yeah. all the deets. I do too, which is why I wasn't that mad at him when he was like, I don't think we would do this. Yeah. Oh, well, fair. Yeah. No, I, I would rather, Defeating I would rather get message, but like, okay, if that's now we got to think about other options. Yeah. But then it also got me thinking about the idea that like, why does it matter to us how news is delivered? Right. Uh, like the way we tell people things is really, really really important it is but in the end the information we're getting is kind of the same anyway so what is that spin is everything my daughter loves donut holes the place the donut spot near our house doesn't do regular donut holes they do croissant donut holes which are amazing by the way and for me being gluten-free fuck it but when we gave her a, well, they call them cronuts. And when we gave her a cronut, she took oh, one yeah. bite and she hated the shit. So the next time we went back, I went, hey, baby girl, check it out. These are the new donut holes. She ate like 12 of them. Spin is everything. It, it, it literally, now why? I, I don't know, that's a good question. But spin is 100% the most important way to give anybody any information. You have to be able to reach them the way they want to hear it, I think. Because if it doesn't come across the way they want to hear it, even though the information is the same, it won't register the same. Why is, again, a good question. You do it for the results that you want. Yes. Really. Which is weird because it's really weird why why any fact would matter, how it's presented, but it does for some reason. Yeah, it's like, that's my job. Yeah, we're very fresh. Oh, shit, that is your job. To present facts and and a certain light to make what... 
yeah, it's that's it, that's that's hard. We're very because, fragile. We are very fragile yeah. creatures. Yeah, yeah. It makes your life so much easier if you could do it, right? Like, yeah, it yeah. yeah, changes your entire relationship with people if you could just tell them the thing they need to hear mm-hmm. in a way that they're able to accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I, I value real good friendships and relationships. I mean, you three specifically, because we've been texting so much lately since this little pod started or whatever. Like. Being able to be direct is something that is valued, and you can't do it with a stranger or even an acquaintance, and certainly not a lot of work friends or whatever. Like ha- having people that you can be honest with is so valuable. <laughs> it is that is to be cherished. But it's not just the honesty; it's how you deliver it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's being able to just be like, "Well, here is how I feel." Period, yeah. and knowing yeah. that like that's okay. Yeah, and I think it's like what we were saying earlier is also as a person being able to express what you need. And not, like, letting other people have to guess what that is. Like, even in a patient-doctor situation, like, maybe you say, like, hey, this is going to shatter me. Like, can you deliver this news in a way that gives me some hope? Or if you say, I'm a person who just wants the black and white facts. Like, break this down for me in in the most clinical way. Like, you know, and relationships between people and friends and, you know, romantic partners and whatever taking responsibility for communicating what you need from somebody so that they can better deliver it, I think is, uh, is an exercise that is helpful. That's a great point. And the, yeah, the if there's onus... a way to teach it. We should, right? Shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. The problem with like doctors though, is that they're, they're, they go through like 17 years of medical training and no interpersonal training <laughs> so like there's no way they're gonna be able to like I, I don't blame them if if they don't have good like bedside manner i never do so, like, yeah i'll get into that. this next time but the doctors who i had at this hospital were actually like really really good at that which was hmm. a that's good big relief that's to good. me so i mean joe we're sort of like going towards the end of the time here but i do have one more like Oh, you discussion go. as long as point. you want. We can we'll no, set, because we'll set there's there's a lot of stuff. So I mean, we're on, we're still on day five, bro. We're on day five <laughs> of, yeah. so of five months worth of story. Wild. There's not full five, but these are the important ones. But so there was another discussion point, and I sort of brought this up when Vance asked what my biggest relief was, was just like having a doctor interested, because what was part of the hardest thing that I had to deal with was this fear of the unknown right this idea that i had no idea what was wrong with me other than that something was very very wrong and sort of like not knowing exactly how awful it was or what the thing was was like exceedingly difficult and i'm wondering do y'all relate to that like this idea of the unknown being fearful and especially something that's happening or going to happen to you Dude, when I get and I don't think he listens, but my boss, who I consider just my friend, he's my age. We each have kids. He's just a good dude. But uh, whenever he sends me a a meeting, like a, a Google meetup or whatever, it's like, all right, next Tuesday, you know, plan thirty minutes about two o'clock. I instantly call him. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Am I in trouble or is this a good thing? I cannot wait until the day for this to. I need to know now. So the the idea of and, and that's such a. I mean, by, by comparison to your story, that's such a triviality, but. It's true. The unknown to me is is usually worse because I will spin out crazy things in my head. Think, I mean, just like you, dude. I mean, you were literally going, I don't know if I'm going to walk again. Whereas, like, I just need to know the details. Just tell me how bad it is. I would rather it be bad and I know it than just don't tell me because now it's, I'm going to make it worse, at least for me. I, I know I'm 
I mean, it's probably. No, I'm, I'm the exact same. Yeah. I'm 100% the same way. Are we all that same? Yeah. yeah. So I'll that's. Tra- I will just spiral to the so worst bad, possible dude. scenario. <laughs> yeah. So that was sort of my question, though. Is that like. Is there something <laughs> in our natural inclination as humans to do that? Right? Because it it's, seems it's an, that. It's an anxiety. Most people thing. do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if everybody. I'm trying to think. Like, there are people who I know that are a little bit more practical. Where they're really just, I don't know if I could say they like fully, but a little bit like dealing with the situation at hand. Like that's the goal, right? Is to really live in the present. Like, okay, you're still figuring out this unknown, but you're, you know, you're not going to make up scenarios that you don't have any evidence to show would happen until you get to the next step and the next appointment and the next whatever. That would be the goal. But I mean, I... I, I so, could tell myself that all day. But no, but it's interesting <laughs> you say that, Ash, because I think that was a big part of my problem was that, like, I didn't have any goals. I couldn't do anything. So without knowledge of what was wrong, there was nothing I could do to help myself or to make myself feel better, right? Totally. Yeah. So I think that was part of what it is, and I'm wondering if that's – sort of the crux of this idea right is like the fear of the unknown is that we don't we lose control right we don't I'll, I'll, well i'll tell you i think what's going on probably too is that not a lot of people have been placed in your situation before mm. like that's a really mm. traumatic situation that not a lot of people will ever have to go through so like you probably had to face shit that like we'll never have to think about you know like that's why I, 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 uh, I, every single client that I'm, that has a bad injury, I say, you need to go to therapy. <laughs> Everyone needs to go to therapy because it's not, it's not easy, man. Like this is stuff like that. A lot of people never have to encounter in their lives and you're having to encounter it all in one tiny little period where you're helpless. And it's so not, fun. And it's not just that, that, you know, nobody that you know has done it. I read recently a very small thing about the the idea of genetic memory. That if your grandparents did something and your great great grandparents did something, your great 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 grandparents, you're probably going to be pretty good with it. And and even down to to more one off situations like you're in, Eric. But I'm guessing that nobody in your bloodline has ever had this happen to them. So there there is nothing for you to draw from, even on a you know a a metaphysical or a more just like crazy hippie viewpoint of like oh. But you can't even draw from that. You are in a completely unknown situation with very little facts and. I mean, shit, if I'll just say with very little hope, I don't, I don't know how you have remained as positive as you had during all of this because it's, it's impressive, honestly. Well, like I said, it, I think the hope was literally just a survival instinct as much as anything. Right? Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know any other way. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, so if you want, I can go into the, you know, hospital part here or we can stop and come back for part two later, Joe. It's up to you, buddy. I mean, we are, we were like an hour into this right now. Yeah. It's like you nailed it. Um, oh, one th- wait, one thing I wanted to say. Yeah, that got- I think that I think about is like, whenever I'm going through something like particularly hard, I'm always like, I always think this is so morbid, but I'm always like, how much part of the day, like whatever person I told, right, whatever I'm going through, like how much trivial part of their day have they actually thought about this? Cause you can't hold it against them. Right. Mm. Like, yeah, I think about you all the time. Right. But thinking you about you all the time, quote unquote, unquote, is what 
like if we're going to be completely yeah. honest, how many minutes of my <laughs> yeah. day yeah. is that? Right? 20 max. It depends yeah. how much GameStop you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So then it's like, it's like, <laughs> oh man, like we really do live these like very isolated kind of lives, but at the same time we don't. But I think about that all the time of like, man, how much are, do people think about this afterward? Like, cause yeah. like, especially like E when you're going through this or like when one of my friends is going through something really hard, it's like, I kind of feel bad that I don't think about them all the time, like all the time, you know, <laughs> cause like, but I don't know, like that, I, that comes up all the time and yeah. it's like, you kind of feel really guilty cause you're not thinking about them. But <laughs> I guess if you just pray for them, then that just solves everything. Then you don't have to think about because you're just praying for him. So then God is doing it. Yeah, you know it's funny you brought that up because I mean, Ashley, your face is exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because Joe, you literally asked me this in text, right? You're like, I don't get how you've done all this, and I was like, I mean, I don't know that you want to hear this, man, but like, the God part is not an insignificant part of this. So it's funny that you brought it up. Amen. <laughs> I yeah I imagine it all is that is that something that like you and your parents and your your brother talk about like the, the specifically the God aspect or is that more of a just a you thing? No, you know it's funny. I mean, you get told, "Hey, we're praying for you," and like that works, right? Like I feel better when I hear that. But no, um, it's not something that I think was like an active part. Like. I don't think anybody in my family has been like, well, he has a reason for this. Like, nobody's done oh, thank that. God. Thank you know God. what I mean? For you. Again, uh, your parents, uh, I'm on record, and I'll say it again and again. They are some of the best parents I- I've ever seen or known. To try to end this, because, yeah, I-, I think there's so much more, and I want to do a round two, and probably three, it seems. But to, to try and wrap up this one, just to try and to finish off on that unknown topic, what was the darkest place your head went to in, in the unknown stage? I mean, Lewis. That's a good question, Joe. I would say it was just like, oh, I'm never going to walk again. And like, you know what? Actually, it's this. It's in as much pain as I was in, I had this weird thought about like, oh, I understand euthanasia. (gasps) Because I was like, I can't imagine somebody having to live with this pain day after day. That is not a way to live at all. Year after year? Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So that was probably like it was dark, but it wasn't like unfair either. It was like, you know what? This is actually like something I've learned through this experience is that, you know, I I, I think I understand this. I have a better understanding of how easy and how like merciful that actually is instead of being like, well, people are going to miss you. Mm. Wow. I was going to make a crass joke, but I held myself back when the bomb threat happened where you're like, fuck it. (laughs) Drop them, baby. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, I I think at that point I was just like, you know what? Fine. Okay. 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 Everything piling up. No, that's 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 crazy, man. Well, yeah, obviously. I I have a whole list of questions. Me too. All these questions have made me (laughs) think of. Amazing topics that I like, can't wait to get into in yeah, part two and three and however many it takes. Definitely. Well, now that we're all back together, I'm here for it. Let's get after Woo! it. Yes, because, yeah, because. Oh, uh, well, don't, don't, don't expect me to be bad. I mean, Fingers crossed, Vance's yeah, baby yeah, sleeps. Uh, yeah. But no, I like it, man. Especially, I mean, because the unknown part is tough. Because, uh, I mean, every day is a little harder as I, as I feel my power grow. Don't you know there's part of me that, that longs to go. Into the unknown. Thanks for listening, everybody. See y'all next time.